Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now let's chat with Tom Ackerman, who's at the new bold BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Scott. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, they split the doubleheader yesterday, got some runs. Uh, anything stand out to you? I thought the crowd. I mean, really, like I was listening to those highlights and I was watching a replay of the game this morning. And I felt like the Cardinals last night were met with great enthusiasm from their crowd. And I don't know. You know, if people are necessarily giving up on this season from a rooting standpoint, I think there's an understanding that this team is in a very, very deep hole and that the likelihood of them making the postseason has all but vanished. But they continue to pull for a number of young players who I think are going to be the core of this team for a long time. Newt Barr, Walker, uh, quite possibly Nolan Gorman. I mean, I would say that Jordan Walker is absolutely untradeable, as is Newt. Oh, Park. yeah. <laughs> I guess that if there's a chance that you could get something amazing at the deadline and somebody asks for Nolan Gorman, maybe you think about it, but I, I wouldn't. Um, I think he's got a special bat. But, you know, they do have a lot of players jammed into middle infield, and he's one of them, so – you know, at some point, an outfielder or a middle infielder is going to have to go, as well as all the pitchers that I mentioned earlier. But anyway, I thought that the Cardinals were met with great enthusiasm by their crowd. It just it just stood out to me that the crowd was really good. Um, I think that Dakota Hudson was really good yesterday, that he pitched in relief a three and a third scoreless innings to get the win. I think that'll probably go unnoticed because of the eruption of offense. They scored nine runs. They had 17 hits. They had five consecutive hits in the fifth inning. They had that rain delay they had to wait out, and then they came out and played really well. Uh, But I thought that Hudson pitching like he did was important because if the Cardinals are going to finish out this season and evaluate what they have pitching-wise, he's probably in that conversation and I'll be curious to see what they do with the deadline to strengthen their pitching for this year and beyond. Well, what's your best guess right now? How do you think they're going to approach this based on where they are in the standings, what their uh, you know, contract situation is? Well, they have players that are coming off the books and are set to be free agents, Flaherty, Montgomery, Hicks, Stratton, some other players that there's a chance that you could see some movement from a Tyler O'Neill who – has not only lost his starting job in the outfield, but he's been hurt. Now, he did yesterday get himself going. He was two for four with an RBI for AAA Memphis. He's been dealing with a lower back all season. 
he's supposed to be playing, um, you know, he's been the DH. So it's one thing to be the DH, and then you want to be able to see if he can play in the outfield and continue to do that and then get himself healthy, and then he could be activated, and, and you could see what he could show somebody at the deadline. Perhaps he would be an attractive piece. Really what you're trying to do here is make some changes and then bring in some strength for 24, 25 players that are under contract. You're obviously not dealing for a rental at this point. You're looking for somebody who's going to be controllable. It's not a dump of players for prospects necessarily, although gaining some prospects in this mix is good. I think the Cardinals are looking for some major league ready players that with the change of scenery could help them here and become part of this team down the stretch and then explode out in 24, including going in the off season and trying to find something via free agency or trade that could strengthen your pitching staff. Cause that really was the number one thing. I mean, offensively, I think the Cardinals had some inconsistencies, but I think even that could be related to the instability of the pitching. If the Cardinals feel like they have to score seven, eight, nine runs to win a ball game like yesterday, actually, um, that that can be a stress on the offense sometimes, and maybe you don't see some of the consistency that you'd like. But I thought that the starting pitching was the biggest issue of this team, and trying to learn that lesson and being better coming out of the gate in 24, I think, is of importance to them. So it really starts on August 1st to build for 24. And, yeah, I mean, the chances of them making the postseason are slim to none. I mean, they'd have to go on an unbelievable mm-hmm. run to even think about it. So that they, but they are where they are. I mean, they they put themselves in a in a big hole. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I know where City SC is right now. Somewhere we probably didn't think they were going to be at the beginning of this season. By the the middle of the season, they are on top of the Western Conference by four points. They get another shutout from Berkey last night at home. Things are looking good, but now they have a break. So what happens in the next month? Well, let me first talk about that. Okay, Okay. so let me talk about City and and exactly what we just saw there. Um, It's astounding where they are. I mean, it's absolutely astounding where they are. Uh, The fact that they are in first place in the West is unbelievable. Um, This is a team, this is exactly the opposite of what the Cardinals have done here. The Cardinals were picked to win the division and are in last. Everyone picked City to be last. I mean, if, if anybody says otherwise, they're wrong. I mean, just go back and look at it. <laughs> they were an expansion team, and everybody uh, was picking City to be last. In fact, there were some questions from some so-called experts. How many games would they actually be able to win, period? And they've won 13. I mean, it's just it's it's insane uh, the, the, what they've been able to do. The fact that they're on top and that you'd be talking about postseason for them I don't want to go so far as to say that you're blocking off Market Street for a parade, but if they get into the postseason and start playing well, it's going to be in play, and that's incredible. The best team in Major League Soccer is Cincinnati, and yeah. they blistered Cincinnati. I mean, I was at the game. They pound, they destroyed them. I think it was 5-1 to one was the final mm-hmm. of that one. So, you know, this is a team that is legitimately good, and they've done a lot of uh, this winning without their best players. They've actually been been on a run for months here without Klaus. And for most of the year, they've had sort of a disconnected team when it comes to having all of their players together. And they still find a way with their aggressive system and style 
uh, and set pieces and their their ability to change and, and look different, uh, they've been able to confuse teams as well. So it's very, very impressive. As for your question about the League's Cup, uh, basically all of the teams from Major League Soccer are involved in this. All of the teams from Liga MX are involved in this, and they compete in what's called the League's Cup. It's a month-long tournament. Uh, it's a CONCACAF tournament, a CONCACAF competition. Again, all of the teams, it, it's like a World Cup style mm -hmm. format. So you have group stages, and then you have your knockout rounds. They break it up into regions. Um, these are hosted at all of the MLS stadiums uh, in the United States and in Canada. So you'll be able to see City uh, play their matches. And I mentioned earlier that they have their first one on July 23rd. There are no ties. Uh, there's no no draws in this, so. Um, so they are playing know, at home. Some they are. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, they are playing at home. Uh, they've got a match here coming up pretty soon, um, and uh, well, the, they'll, they're on the road for the first one. Um, hmm. They're they're playing against the Columbus Crew. That'll be July 23rd. But uh, it's we'll we'll have to see kind of how it plays out. But anyway, if you want to go to City's website, you can see the entire setup. If you want to go to Major League Soccer, you can see. Um, but each team plays a minimum of two matches on the group stage, uh, and again, it's like a World Cup, uh, you know, format and lineup. Well, you mentioned Wimbledon earlier in the hour. So I want to get to that briefly. Uh, number one versus number two in the world for the men this morning. Who do you got? I've got Djokovic to win this. I think that uh, Carlos Alcaraz is a very, very impressive young man. He is a great ball striker, probably the only one out there that hits the ball harder than Djokovic himself is Alcaraz, who is trying for his first and second Grand Slam title. Djokovic has won 23 Grand Slam titles. 23. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, it, it's just crazy. So this for Djokovic, and I just think experience wins here as good as Alcaraz is, and he is the number one player in the world. Novak is too. Uh, but this would be his eighth Wimbledon singles championship. This would be his fifth Wimbledon victory in a row if he gets it. And this also will, you know, whoever wins this is going to be back at the top, number one in the world after this. This is also a rematch. The two actually faced each other in the French Open semifinals just last month. So I think it'll be fascinating to watch, and uh, hopefully we get ourselves a five-set classic between Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic. On the women's side, uh, Marketa Vondrasova won yesterday over Anz Jabour. Uh, she is a lefty from the Czech Republic. She actually missed Wimbledon completely last year. She had a couple of operations on her left wrist. And uh, Vondrasova got the victory yesterday. She is the women's champion at Wimbledon uh, after being a runner-up in Tokyo on hard courts, after reaching the French Open final back in 2019. Now she gets huge success at Wimbledon and seems like a very just nice, normal person. <laughs> I thought that was a, a really cool story too. Tom, what do you have coming up at 10 o'clock? Uh, we have sports on a Sunday morning and it'll be Ali Marmel, the Cardinals manager at 10 15. We have Lutz fan and steel at 11 15 to talk soccer. We have at 11 30, John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. We'll have a few other special guests and treats for you throughout the show from 10 to 12. Then we'll turn things over to Matt Pauley, who has pregame for the Cardinals and the nationals today at 1 15. Sounds good. Tom Ackerman. Thank you. Thanks Scott. All right.
It is three minutes before 8 o'clock. Total information AM on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.